Now, we will turn back to the uh, energy crisis in the United States with $5 gasoline and the whole issue of uh, Biden's Green New Deal stopping the very refineries that are necessary to turn oil into gasoline. We're a million barrels short, and the refineries are being closed because of strict environmental restrictions. So we welcome to the show Alex Epstein, founder and president of the Center for Industrial Progress, creator of the EnergyTalkingPoints.com, and the author of Fossil Future, Why Global Human Flourishing Requires More Oil, Coal, and Natural Gas, Not Less. Uh, Alex, welcome to the program. This is such a bizarre story now with Biden, of course, blaming inflation and gas prices on the energy companies, the fossil companies themselves. Um, I talked to Mike Summers yesterday on the TV show, Alex, he's the head of the American Petroleum Institute. Uh, a, th- a third of our existing refineries have been stopped in the last two years because of uh, rabid environmental restrictions. I don't know if Biden understands. You can't have it both ways. If you want to end fossil fuels, you're going to have skyrocketing energy prices. Now he's blaming the oil companies. Uh well, they're stuck because refi- we haven't built a refinery since the 70s. And either we've had to close them down or some of these states, Alex, like California, are providing restrictions and mandates. So they have to produce non-gasoline fuels. I mean, it's a crazy story. What do you think? I think it's a really simple situation that, that you really nailed. And it's what's happening is the people responsible for the problem are trying to deny it by adding all of this misleading complexity. So the simple situation is for 15 years, we've had a global movement to rapidly eliminate fossil fuels. Joe Biden has obviously been a leader in that movement. That movement has been political. It's also been corporate slash financial with the ESG movement. And what happened is in particular, so we've been suppressing investment, suppressing production, suppressing refining, suppressing transportation. And then after the pandemic or during the pandemic, there was this idea, oh, we don't need fossil fuels anymore. And so that intensified the efforts further. But of course, we did need fossil fuels because unreliable solar and wind are not viable near-term replacements. And so demand went up and supply couldn't keep pace. So essentially, we've artificially restricted the supply of fossil fuels and prices have gone up. And Biden is upset about that, even though that was his plan. He ran on, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. But he doesn't like the popularity consequences, or rather the unpopularity consequences. But it's, it's really simple. He and his movement caused this, but they don't like being unpopular. And so they're blaming everyone but themselves, even though they're obviously responsible. We are. It's funny. These policies, these Green New Deal policies, Alex, they're cutting, wait, closing refineries, point number one, and number two, a uh, point that Mike Summers of the API said yesterday on the TV show, um, some of these states, especially California, but not only California, uh, New York, I think, is guilty of this, too, maybe some others, uh, they are mandating that refineries refine for non-gasoline uh, projects, uh, some of which are uh, ethanol, some of which uh, are wind and so forth. In other words, you, they're not letting them refine. So we're at least a million barrels a day equivalent short of gasoline. So if you're short supply, 
And you know the economy's demand is very significant, among other reasons, because of massive federal spending and money printing. Well, gee whiz, high demand, low supply equals higher prices. Did I get that right? Higher prices. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to make this any harder than it needs to be. That, yeah, that's that's definitely right. But the, the one thing I would say is it's it's broader than refining. So what the Biden administration keeps doing is they keep trying to find another villain that's not them. So, the, And we could go into any of these fallacies. But they talk about, oh, there's these 9,000 leases that for some reason oil companies don't want to make up. So that's the fallacy. There's uh, to make money on, rather. There's price gouging. There's windfall profits. There's all these things. And now they're picking up on refining. But the, the basic thing is the whole supply chain has been suppressed by their movement. And what's really needed is for them to reverse course and say, no, we support fossil fuel development. We make a long-term commitment. And as I said on your show, that requires withdrawing from the Paris Agreement. There's no way to square rapidly eliminating fossil fuels by 2050 with supplying the world with the fossil fuels it clearly needs. So you've got also this related issue, Alex, of denying fossil companies any money, any capital, any loans. Uh, The Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC, has put out a multi-thousand page uh, rulemaking that essentially tells investors do not put any money in fossil companies. So that's another killer deal breaker. And that's at the root of it, right? Because that's the investment. And yeah, so this whole ESG movement. So one way to think of this is it's not just the U.S. I mean, globally, we're close to an energy emergency. We're certainly in an energy crisis. It's not just gasoline prices. We have threats of blackouts around the country. We have skyrocketing fuel prices around the world. We have skyrocketing food prices around the world, which is getting really scary. And so in a time of emergency, you need to stop all the things that are leading to the emergency. So these these climate regulations, SEC, need to immediately be suspended and reversed. We need to be stopping the whole anti-fossil fuel movement. Look at what the Democrats in Congress are doing. They're doing new anti-fossil fuel uh, initiatives every day. So this is not a serious uh, response. What we need is, as I talk about in my book, Fossil Future, we need to embrace that the future is going to be fossil fueled. And that's a good thing because billions of people need low cost, reliable energy. And there's no way to provide it on a global scale for the next 30 years Mm. without a lot of fossil fuels. How much uh, right now, Alex, uh, of the distribution of energy, how much are fossils and how much are uh, wind and solar? Most people have no idea about this. So fossil fuels are 80 percent. Hmm. And they're still growing. Hmm. And, and solar and wind are 3%, but that hmm. only provides electricity, and electricity is about 20% of the world's energy. And it's totally dependent on reliable, controllable sources, mostly fossil fuels, but also nuclear and hydro. So solar and wind today are not self-sufficient forms of energy that can just scale. They're parasitical forms of energy because they need 100% backup all the time. And um, ironically, solar and wind farms are environmentally very bad, at least in terms of conservation. They're awful. They destroy the landscape. Well, in in a sense, yes. I mean, you have to acknowledge that they take a lot. They take up a lot of space because solar and wind are dilute forms of energy, in addition to being intermittent or unreliable, and that requires also huge amounts of mining. And and part of the hypocrisy of the green movement is to say we support solar and wind, but we're against impacting the earth. 
Mm. But if you're impacting the earth, how can you be for record amounts of mining, huge amounts of transmission lines, uh, certainly interfering with all these birds when you're talking about wind turbines? And so in the green energy movement is a contradiction, and they're not really for energy. They don't actually support these things because they're hostile to mining. So what they want to do is shut down fossil fuels without even the attempt at a replacement. That's what Biden did, right? He shut down the pipeline. He shut down new leases. He didn't have a replacement, but he just wanted to shut down fossil fuels and then pretend that there's a replacement that would work and that he would support, and neither is true. And you can't get a permit. You may have a lease, but you can't get a permit because of the EPA regulations. I mean, it's the most bizarre story I've ever heard. Alex Epstein, thank you very much. Uh, Founder and president of the Center for Industrial Progress. His recent book is called Fossil Future. Alex, we'll talk some more about this. Thanks for coming on. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. And the other side, we're going to talk to a former Federal Reserve governor. What is the story about the Fed and higher interest rates and inflation? I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 